Has anyone ever been to Valley Fair? Yeah? Raise your hand. Yeah? Been to Valley Fair? Yeah? Great. Cool. So, me and my buddies, we were at Valley Fair, I don't know, probably four or five, eh, five years ago. How long has he been married? Anyways, we went to Valley Fair, and after we were done at a day of Valley Fair, we're like, hey, let's go grab some food somewhere. So, we're like, hmm, we're college kids, so even though this was a bachelor party, we're college kids. Let's go to Culver's. So we ended up going to Culver's, and we ended up, long story short, we ended up back in the corner in the big, huge booth, and there was only four or five of us. And one of the guys I go once, yeah, anyways, he, you never know what's going to happen when you go to anywhere with him. You just don't. He wanted to compliment the chef because our food was like at the table right away, and you're like, Daniel, that's not important. Anyways. So he wants to compliment the chef. Well, the chef was busy, obviously, with other orders. So two managers came out, and he's like really complimenting them on their service at that Culver's, at the Chocopee. So anyways, we get talking with these managers who were probably four years, four years younger than us, four or five young years younger than us. Anyways, and we were just talking, 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 giving them a hard time and one of the managers goes, do you guys have cell phones? I'm like, okay, why are you asking that question? But because we had been razzing each other already, we're like, I was like, no, 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 I just tied up my horse outside, so if you could water it, that'd be great, which is funny because there's a racetrack right across the street. But I said, no, my, my horse is outside. We don't even drive. We just we walk everywhere, take horses. And we're like, of course we have cell phones. Of course we have cell phones. But we hadn't brought out our cell phones all of dinner. All of our time talking to each other, which was about an hour, she hadn't seen our cell phones out once. Which her being as young as she was, younger than I was, her experience of working at Culver's as a manager, nobody has ever entered into that Culver's and not pulled out their phone at some point. What does that mean? Although we can be somewhere physically present, mentally we can be somewhere else. Am I really present to the conversations that I'm having or am I distracted? Am I really present to the life I'm living in the present moment or am I distracted? And it's super easy for us to get distracted. Our phones is just the beginning of our distraction in our culture. Jesus today has a hard word for us. Strive for the narrow gate. Many will attempt it, but few will have the strength to do it. Why? Because we live in a world of distraction.
Because there's so many other things captivating my attentions that are even good. We're discounting sin right now. We're talking about the good in our life. So many good things that we can be distracted by. When I live my life present with God, do I call on God during the week? When my love level has run out where I can't more of myself, do I say, God, you love me. Help me to love the people in my life. My kids, my spouse, my co-workers. Do we call out on God's name during the week? During our life to say, I need you. I'm convinced that that's one of the biggest things that life is, is slowly we're convinced we need God. And God's like, I gave you everything. Yes, you do. And I'm giving you eternal life too. The possibility of eternal life. So it's a narrow gate. Why? Because we have to stay focused on that narrow gate. We have to put our priorities in our life on that narrow gate. For man, this is impossible. For God, everything is possible. We need God in our life to stay focused on that narrow gate. We need prayer in our life to stay focused on that narrow gate. Every once in a while, right, we fall into that trap of, oh, I don't need to pray because God knows everything. And God knows me better than I myself, so I don't have to pray. He already knows it. Okay. Who here has ever scored a basket? Who here has ever done a piano recital? Who here has done something that just wowed the world? Or at least wowed your coaches or your instructors? And your instructor got so excited about what you just accomplished that they called your parents before you got home and said, hey, by the way, guess what Joey did? And he tells him. Your parents already know the information that you did awesome, that you accomplished greatness. God already knows it, but what? When your child walks in, what are you going to do? Yeah, I already know it. I'm not going to talk to them. I don't really care. No! We go, hey, how was that for you? Tommy, how was that? What did it feel like? What was it about? How did it happen? Why? Because we want a relationship. Because a relationship requires two people. Me giving and me receiving. Me receiving and me giving. And it's not information that we're exchanging. It's love. It's the experience. It's the relationship. Our Heavenly Father is the exact same way. 
Our Heavenly Father wants to know our ups and downs of life, wants us to talk to Him about it. That's why He sent Jesus, so that we could be free of our sin to be His beloved daughter and His beloved son. And although God knows everything, He wants to walk with us in everything. And He can through His Son, Jesus. Because he's fully human and fully divine. Jesus has experienced everything we have except for sin. Which he was tempted and showed us how to overcome temptation by focusing on the Father's love and not the lie of the devil, which is always going to be a lie, but just focusing on God and his love. Reading. The father scourges every son he acknowledges. As parents, what do we do? We love our kids, and so we set boundaries. We set rules. We go, yeah, not a good idea to run across the street. Especially before looking for vehicles. Yeah, it's a really bad idea to touch a burning stove. Please don't. God's Ten Commandments, God's way of life for us is a step above what parents could even do. Because God created each one of us. He knows what we're made of. He knows what fulfills us. He's not guessing what are the right rules to put down. He's saying, I created for you for life, not death. This is what it is to have life. To not choose death, choose life, and move into the Beatitudes which Jesus gives us. It's that flip. I was at a seat conference with the college kids down in Indianapolis, and uh, I forget what his name was, but one of the speakers was talking about contraception, NFP, theology of the body, and he goes, theology of the body goes, thou shall not to I would never. Thou shall not to I would never. Why? Because once when I realize who I am in God's love and God's embrace, then I don't want to choose death. Then I'm in awe of God's creation at each and every moment. That a sun rose this morning. Crazy. I had nothing to do with it but yet it was for me and it was for you. That the storms come through, that the crops rise, that grass grows, that I have to mow it, had nothing to do with it, yet it happened. God gives us the challenges, allows the challenges, the trials in our lives, to say, will you trust in me? Will you run to my mercy? Will you live that life of virtue and of prayer that I sent my only son for you to have? That life of fervently seeking the sacraments, confession, anointing of the sick, sick, the mass, Jesus himself in the Eucharist, marriage, living that out day by day, being more and more vulnerable with each other, more and more trusting of each other, 
being able to receive more and more love from God to give to the other and to receive that love as a gift for God. Today, let us ask for that grace to see what that narrow gate is. The faith, the hope, and the love to get through that narrow gate, to do it with Jesus, not on our own, but to do it with Jesus. And then to reflect, how distracted am I from that life? What do I have to do in order to get that narrow gate? Many will strive, but will fall short because they won't have the strength. You and I today receive all the strength we ever will need. Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. Him coming to dwell in our hearts. The Holy Spirit, the Father, temples of the Holy Spirit through our baptism, through the Mass, through receiving Jesus to stay focused on the narrow gate so that one day we all end up in eternal life forever.